0: Today, we're going to have a wonderful opportunity to really focus in on something that uh, affects all of us, and that's our positioning. How are we positioned? How am, how, how am, is it my positioning in life, or is it God's positioning in life? And when i refer to positioning, I'm talking about spiritually, emotionally, and physically. So I'm going to share a little bit of my career path, sort of illustrate this concept of positioning as the fundamental approach to becoming all that God created us to be. In the Bible itself, there's over 250 references to positioning, to your position. So there's something in this, in the position concept that's so important. So the idea of, you know, my, you know, my focus on really my passion in life is encouraging and equipping people to be all that God created them to be. So obviously, if that's the case, are they positioned well for such a result? So in Scripture, something, uh, Matthew 6, 31, 33, which you're all very familiar with, So it says, do, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Or, I, I add, this is my adding, Where should I find my next job? For the pagan runs from all, after all these things, and your Heavenly Father knows, knows that you need them. But seek... First, his kingdom and his righteousness and all, yes, all, A-L-L, these things will be given to you as well. Now, this is a promise, right? Isn't that correct? That's, that's God's promise. Does he ever not fulfill his promise? So let's look at it. The so truth be told, you know, it's, God alone is, is the one who has everyone's assignment planned. Think about the people in the Bible. And then think about how you responded. God had an assignment for Jonah. And what did Jonah first do? He wasn't responsive obedience-wise. And, of course, we all know he had to get swallowed by a whale and spit up on the shore. So he had a, the, God gave him another chance. But the idea here is that he was positioned, but he wasn't obeying what the assignment is. And I'm going to use the term assignment in my discussion today versus the term job. Somehow, the word job sounds like job. It doesn't sound exciting. Assignment is something, you know, think God's assignment. I mean, for those who have memory, even though I don't think it was theologically accurate, the Blues Brothers uh, movie there, they, you know, they talked about assignment for God. Well, they got the words right, but I don't I mean the basis might not be there. But the idea is God, if he is sovereign, already has predetermined what our next assignments are. So think about it. How do I position myself for those next assignments? And that could be, you know, the, the woman of your, it's going to be your, your wife. It doesn't always have to be a, a, what we call something in the workplace. So what I'm going to do is, you know, today is I'm going to sort of cover my career and, and, and sort of go through it a little bit to illustrate this. But another point I just wanted to do, uh, just reiterate here too. Is the scripture in Deuteronomy 331 6. And that is, God does not tell us how or even why when he reaches out to us to follow me and I will direct your steps. So in Deuteronomy 30, 31, 6, he says, Be strong and courageous, do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you, nor never forsake you. He he already knows, he has a plan. But the promise is he will never forsake us. Do we believe it? Do you trust him in this process with faith that he has these assignments? Do you trust him that what he brings is the right situation for you? So in my background, over 50 years, I've been in the people business. So I'm going to walk through many of the assignments. And I've taken the time to reflect on this as my positioning. What was the unique positioning of each one of these assignments? And let me give you a little better illustration uh, on on the idea of functional positioning from a physical standpoint. Say I wanted to say, gosh, I want to play basketball. And and I I say, I'm going to be the center on the basketball team. Well, think about it. Physically speaking, I'm six feet, um, don't have a great vertical leap. And I want to be center on a basketball team. How often will I get the ball? How often will I be in the game? I won't be because I'm positioned properly. So if I looked in the mirror and took out a measuring stick and realized I was six feet, I realized I might be better positioned in basketball to be a shooting, you know, shooting guard or somebody in that position. Well, this is a very simple thing, but it's the true thing in life. How did God make us? How are we functionally made? I was physically made not to be six foot ten and have big hands and vertical leap. That's okay. But how am I uniquely made? So, in the 50 years I've been in the people business, I'm going to illustrate some examples of things. Now, my entrepreneurial skills or experience started at age 10, where I was at a, used to be in a beach community. So I and then those days, a lot of people smoked, which was reflective of my age. So it was, it was back in the late 50s, early 60s. So I got the idea. I took shells, big shells from the beach, painted them, and glued together, and sold them as ashtrays. I had a great little business at age 10. It didn't do well with my dad because I never cleaned up the paint, but it was good. It was good. And then I went into other sort of newly created roles where I, uh, you know, created a instead of just mowing lawns as a teenager. I created a company uh, and oversaw other teenagers who, you know, mowed lawns, cleaned houses, painted houses. I had up to 18 people working me through my later teens. That helped a lot with my college expenses, too. Even when I was at the university, I went to, my undergraduate work was at the University of Rhode Island. I was involved with creating the first political party. Now, it wasn't much of a political party, but it was the first one where a person ran for a class president and actually had a platform. Um, I was involved with creating the first controversial speakers program in 1966-67. In and one of the speakers we brought to the campus was Dr. Martin Luther King, for those people of that age, you realize that was, a, that was controversial back in those days. So things hadn't been done before. And even after I went and got my MBA uh, from the Wharton School, I went into big corporate world. And right away, I got into a newly created position as a marketing consultant for a $4 billion corporation. Then all of a sudden, I got an opportunity uh, in RCA Records, and they created a new position for me in merchandising, administration. And then through that, had four promotions and I, you know, just all in that phase, all newly created positions. And then I got in my later, you know, mid, mid to later 20s, I got an offer an opportunity to go to the West Coast to, to actually run a record company in a newly created position as general manager. Are you seeing a little bit of a pattern here? And then when I was at this record company... I was involved with uh, directing, leading the first video, video concept commercial f- for a record album in the industry. I mean, it's not profound, it's not in a record, but it was newly created. It was an idea, out of the box idea. And then went on, and then uh, from there, I went into executive search. Now interesting enough, as I got into the people business of recruiting, once again, it you know, started out early years. I was involved with the area of specialization uh, back in the mid eighties. You do a recruiting thing. You, you were not specialized. You did a general format. I, I was involved in various very instrumental in doing the specialization, something new and different. Now, interesting during this time, I also, all of a sudden I got introduced to Jesus because up to this point, I believed in God, but I had no relationship. So as far as I was concerned, I was the one responsible for all these positions then when I met Jesus and realized how sovereign he was and started reading the scriptures of which some of them I shared already all of a sudden my focus changed goes wait a second I'm not in control anymore God's been in control so that got into creating uh, you know building the largest well number one revenue to producing search firm Orange County uh, in the early 90s and then went from there, to to actually launch a search fund that I, which I owned in which we came up with another model of creating individual business th- units. And in that, we were able to be really Christ-centered with all the people and had amazing results and help people develop their own business unit in, a, in an industry which was pretty much 100% commission. So that led me into my sage season to life where now I can take that positioning mindset and now help others with that, develop it for themselves. So what I'm saying is, you know, when you think about it, you now what, what were some of the similarities? You know, they're, they were new endeavors, newly created positions, you know, new companies, all of them out of the box thinking, all of them taking a concept and building a workable model. So it seems that that was the pattern that i have been going through all these years. <clears throat> also, it was very much from a, I was more macro-based than micro-based. I got the big picture, got things going, but when it got, once I got to the things of minutia, I was getting bored. So the thing is that all of us—and I've learned this and I, and I, for the years of studying in, um, in the search world— I've seen all the assessments. And everyone goes, strength finders, you know, 360 or whatever it is. But think about what are all these assessments founded on? It's how God made you. Not the attributes of what that may saying. How did he functionally make you? Did he make you the type of person who loved to build things? Did he make like you to be a person who likes to take something and rework it and make it work better? Did he like someone like to create something new? I mean, I was a person who liked something new. If it was already existing, I was bored. I wanted to create something totally new. So that helped fix what roles really I was attracted to. But I wasn't conscious that that was really the case. It's just where I was sort of led into it. So, so the idea is that I'm looking at I'm looking at patterns, and probably over the years of um, well interviewing thousands of individuals and looking at resumes, thousands of resumes, I found a pattern. And what I found is if you were the type of, your functional design is somebody who likes to really build something, and the assignment you have, you've already built it, and now they want you to maintain it? I found that you left that role. Let me give you an example. There was a pastor of a very large church, and he got hired. Uh, he'd been, after three years, they laid him off, and he had gotten hired there to, to put and build up a whole small group ministry. After three years, he'd built the ministry up very successfully, and so they sort of gave him another assignment, and eventually they limited that, eliminated that role. So I asked him, I said, his name was John. I said, and John was all upset, because how could they lay me off? I don't believe it, all I've done for him, da-da-da-da-da. You may have heard that story before from somebody else, or it may have been your story. And we sat down, and I said, John, let me ask you a question. What do you get, oh, I love to build teams and really build new concepts. Great, how much of that were you doing recently? Well, not much at all. We were just—I was just keeping things going. So, do you think our God, our sovereign God, who loves you more than you could ever imagine, would allow you to stay in that role that He didn't design you for? Well, I guess not. See, the problem, John, is—and all of us—is we don't understand that God has a plan for us. And the assignments, you know, you didn't, it wasn't a situation where you were more of, it was more of the fact that you didn't like the assignment and how you were being compensated, all right? But the reality is that was an assignment someone needed, you needed to have, and the next step, and God was already preparing you for the next one. But if you kept an attitude, where you had an attitude against the HR because the way they let you go, do you think you were positioned emotionally? to receive his next assignment. I would say not. So basically aligning ourselves with how we're functionally made and positioning ourselves allows God to bring that to us because why would God bring us something that we were not going to honor and respect from him? So when I came through it, one of the truths I learned myself is that we, actually all of us, do a pretty good job of recognizing an assignment to begin with. But the part where we sometimes fail is when Understanding that, one, and this is what I've learned through Jesus Christ CEOs, which is a part of a a deep driven where I've committed myself to Jesus Christ being the preeminence of my life. What we learned there is that God has such a plan on our life that he will move things and change things. But we have to be in tune to him. We have to trust him because we work for Jesus. We are accountable to the organization which we're part of. We, our identity is in Jesus. We work for him. So when our employer, Jesus Christ, decides our job is over, he's going to, and if we don't see it that way, because a lot of times we're in a position and it's not our right functional design and we're bored, but we're making good, good money and we're saying, hey, I'm comfortable. Well, since when does God talk about comfort? Do we grow with that? So this is the part of the whole thing. How do you recognize it? So this is something that I think we all need to look at a little bit more deeply. And, uh, and, and the, and the thing that I, the other thing I understood is because I, the first 40 years, I wasn't, well, 30, 30 years, the first half of my years, I was not have, did not have a personal relationship with Jesus. I look back, God was still guiding my steps. He was still moving. The woman I married, the love of my life, we've been married 42 years. There's no way I could have ever, found that myself like oh i'm brilliant i could find that woman in my life he knew my heart and i but i was positioned to receive and to give him the glory for that relationship so it's you know it's like the you know proverbs sixteen nine. people plan their path but the lord secures his steps but isn't that the truth so i think now it's just, i just encourage you to reflect on And appreciate with wonderment and humility as to how God has carefully guided your career. And in notice and recognize that when things went sort of bad or sour, that maybe it was because you weren't listening to him and the spirit. Maybe you were holding on to something because you felt that was it. Or maybe you held on to because it was status. So look at it. Get a freedom of that. And the freedom of that and understanding is, you know, it's almost like, you know, are we taking credit for it or giving him the credit? It's almost like ego versus humility. It's almost like, and think about this one, rebranding ourselves or repentance. So, what does your position look like? So, seeking, as we started out with, you know, in Matthew 6 31 through 33. Do we really understand by seeking will radically transform how we perceive each assignment? And a quick little litmus test. Let me ask you this morning, when you woke up, were you all excited to get to the work, your assignment? Were you rushed to the office, get on the computer? Were you all excited about it? Or do you have to drag yourself out of bed? I know that when I'm in alignment, With my assignment that God gave me And the way I'm functionally made I couldn't wait to get up and get started How about you? Give some thought to that You know, Saul to Paul He went from persecution to proclamation But he had two and a half years in the desert To work on it So this doesn't happen overnight I heard someone the other day said that It took the Israelites a year To get out of Egypt But it took 40 years for Egypt to get out of Israel so this is a process, it's not gonna come about you, but this is something that'll transform the way you look at the assignments you have, knowing God is whom you work for, and he's made you a specific way. And once you have that design of your functional design, then you can put on the strength binders and all the other things that make nice. But understand how God made you first, and you'll be positioned to receive. Father, we just thank you for this time, a short time to share and, and to give some insights and perspectives to your truth, lessons that you've taught me and exposed to me and shared for me through my 40 plus years in the marketplace and working with thousands of people in terms of guiding them and instructing them in their careers. So Father, may they be blessed and may be the fullness of how you created them in Jesus name. Amen. Thank you.